good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 10th of May, year of our Lord, 2021. I am, of course, your host, Nicholas Hinkle, a.k.a. Motown. No, I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who is the cardigan, James Edwards the third of The Athletic. Thank you very much for tuning in to yet another edition of the Bonnie Cardigan Show. I think I actually you just did? said that. Did I just okay, say it twice? It's been a long All right, day for James, it's... So that's what I was going to say. Happy happy belated Mother's yes, Day. Yes, happy Mother's uh, Day to, to all the mothers out there. Out who, there. If we have any mothers who listen to this show, one, thank you. And two, tweet at us. I'd be very curious if we have any mothers who listen to this show. Ooh, I'm not trying fun. to holler yeah, at I'm not trying to, to holler at baby mamas. Um, well, I'm not trying <laughs> to be a baby. Wait. I'm not. Never mind. Yeah. So anyways, um, it's been a really long day for James and I. We are recording this at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that late. But we did both just get off of work. James just got home from the Bulls game. Uh, I just got home uh, from the, the Friends experience in Chicago is now closed for the day. Uh, so I am home unscathed. There we go. Uh, quite the quite the ride on the train for me today. Uh, maybe we'll tell that story at the end. Maybe we'll do story time with Nick. We'll see how That'd much time that we have. Uh, because we have... Uh, we've both had such a long day. Um, we always know that we can kind of fall back on mailbag stuff because you guys always have a lot of great we questions. We planned ahead uh, so knowing that this was going to be yeah. long. And it'd be even longer yep. if I didn't write during the game. James did luckily have – luckily, we yeah, we did actually communicate about this. The people aren't interested in how the logistics of how this episode materialized. Anyways, before we get into our mailbag, uh, it is customary that on Mondays, James usually comes out with some incredible story. Uh, James, anything teed up for the day that people – Yeah, are if you're listening to this. to this right now, hit pause or make sure you read it after you listen to the podcast. I did a semi-deep dive into Sekou Dumbuya. Um, who has played really well over the last six games? He didn't play great uh, in the in the Bulls game, but I, I didn't think he played bad. Just the number, like if you if you were box score watching, you would think he didn't play great. I thought he was fine, uh, but it pretty much focuses on the six games before tonight. I had written most of it before the game, but yeah, just his feel and 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 comfort for the game is just obviously improved. And it's a it's a dive into into that where he 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 looks like he has moves that he goes to like he has Seku has some go to moves in his bag, um, he's he's doing stuff like setting up a dribble for a spin. It's just he just looks much more comfortable. So it has videos. I, I dove into him. Um, it's and it's come at a good time. As you, if you know, if you follow the Pistons, you listen to this show. Troy Weaver is the GM. Troy Weaver got rid of everybody who was not brought in by him except Seku. Seku at 20 years old is the longest tenured Piston. So obviously there was a, a serious evaluation period for Seku and what they wanted to do with him. Um, and Seku, uh, the old adage is the, la- the last impression is the lasting impression. So Seku is uh, doing uh, doing his best, having putting together some of his best basketball at the right time. I mean, if, if Troy's going to go into the yeah. summer and this is the Seku he remembers, it's good. So that's kind of what the theme of the story is. The last impression is the lasting impression. Um, and dives into kind of how Seku's feel and and just confidence has kind of culminated into this this last week and a half. Yeah, he's just trying not to get traded. So as is customary, uh, I'm kidding, but as is customary I mean, with our mailbag are, episodes. Are you? Well, I am and I'm not. Uh, as is customary, Matthew gets the first dibs. If this is your first time listening to the show, first time listening to a mailbag episode, Matthew is my brother. He always gets uh, first dibs on the question, so I texted him this morning. Uh, mailbag episode, Shout out to Matthew. Go. So he wants to know. Yep. So. Oh, and I'm doing a Reddit AMA. Uh, I yes. literally was never on Reddit and last time we did the podcast, and then thanks to the podcast and you, Nick, and us looking at stuff, I have been uh, connected with the leader of the Pistons subreddit, and I'm doing an AMA on noon on Tuesday before the Timberwolves game, before the Super Bowl. So make sure you check that out if you're on Reddit. No, 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 no. You said the Magic game was a Super Bowl. Come this up with something else. This is a new Super Bowl. Have you ever seen two Super Bowls in three weeks? Nope. You ever seen two Super Bowls in the same nope. season? It's happening. It's happening. Right. Okay, so I told Matthew didn't have to be a Pistons question. We're going to kick this off with a non-Pistons question, but don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we will get back to it because I really enjoy this question. So he didn't know how to word it into a question, so I'll, I'll do it for him. You have to put money on three teams this decade that you are, or you are putting your stock in them to run the decade. 
who are those three teams? And I, I wanted to clarify. I go, do you mean like you got like a free bandwagon ticket? He goes, I literally mean like if you had to bet money, these are the three most successful teams of this decade. Who are you going with? The 76ers. Mm. Probably Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You like Dallas? I need to see if their front office can put together competence around Luka first. Um, I need a sign of that. So, not yet. No, I'm not putting money on Dallas. Um, So, Milwaukee. Mm. uh, Who did I say first? Philly. How do you feel about Memphis? What do you where do you where are you thinking about Memphis? I don't think they win a title this decade. Because you you're trying to think of teams with longevity, so you're not throwing Phoenix in because once Chris Paul's done, who knows if they're going to tailspin? Yeah. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum up in Oregon. They haven't you know, done like, any, Who knows what's going to happen? Getting any younger, and they haven't done anything yet. Right. Denver, MPJ's young, Jokic. Yeah, let's go Denver. Yeah. We'll go those three teams. Denver's a, Denver's a great one. Can I ask you, Pop Edwards? I know you're listening to this show, James. I'm going to ask you, but uh, he still uh, hates Pop Edwards. Gordon. I would like. Oh no 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 no! If we were at with Denver, uh, pre Murray injury, on a scale of one to ten, uh, ten being they're making the finals. If we were at like a seven or an eight, maybe with where their season was pre Murray injury. And then the injury happens, and we probably dip to a three or a four. Like they're and done. They've been balling out. Where are we? Where are we at I'm now? I'm still at like a six. I don't think once the playoffs come in. I don't know. It's it'd be interesting to see what happens with the Lakers. They're in serious trouble, and they could get matched up with the Warriors in the play-in, and that could be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say six and a half, seven. I don't think they get to the finals, but it's, it's moved, moved up. up though. They've, you, they've they've played really they've well. I just think you. when you get to the finals, you got to have another guy and i need to see mpj be that guy before i i crown him if you're gonna crown him Get crown their ass but we let him off the hook shout out to dennis scott dennis green dennis yeah. green um Get Monte Morris back, and we'll see what happens. Shout out, Shout out Flint. I'm going to, before we get to uh, listener questions, I'm going to cut the line here a little bit. This is an actual question I have for you. Uh, in the job that you have, right, James, you're a beat writer. You you cover the team. You're around them all the time. You hear about all sorts of things. You've covered a lot of injuries. Oh, boy. What I'm curious to know is where is your medical knowledge at today versus where it was? You've been on the beat. This is year four. We'll go four years ago. And do you think you know more? Like, do you have kind of sort of people within the team that you kind of talk to about the severity of certain injuries, like uh, plantar fasciitis, for some, for, for example, if somebody... Yeah, uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, shout out to Bernard Condevo, the Pistons trainer, like normal circumstances. Um, like, he's always around to, like, shoot around. Like, if I have a, any type of medical question, like, I just ask him and he's curious. And it doesn't even have to be... He doesn't ever tell me stuff about... I don't ever ask about their players and he wouldn't tell me their players. Like, that's not what I mean. But I'd be like, for example, like, why is knee tendonitis so nagging? Like stuff like that. Not specific to, I know people are like, Oh Luke, but no, like I'm just using that as an example. He's, he can't tell me injury stuff about their players. And I wouldn't ask cause I wouldn't put him in that position, but uh, I'd say it's a little better, but yeah. Like, so like I, I know why like knee tendonitis is so such a nagging injury. Um, like I know the difference in a grade two and grade three ankle sprain now, like after Reggie's, it's almost worse to have like grade. I think he had a grade. He'd grade uh, three. You'd rather. You'd yeah. It's where, yeah. I knew it. like, it's better to break it basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like minors, like I'd say if I was at a zero before I'm at a two. Sure. Oh, oh, so, okay. I thought it was going to be nah. a little bit higher. I have a, I know I like a when, like what, when a guy gets a certain injury, how long he might be out for. Yeah. Like I guess sure, so. but this sort of the logistics of what the injury actually is is that's not that's not your area no. of expertise. Um, I have a friend. If I ever have a medical question, I just reach out to her about it. She's a medical professional, med school, actually worked in an ambulance in Detroit. So first name Webb. So if I ever or last name MD. No. Oh, okay. So basically, <laughs> so basically, anytime I have a medical question, shout out to Lizzie. I'll just ask her. I'll just be like, "What's uh, what are midi chlorians?" She'll tell me what midi chlorians are, stuff like that. So shout out to welcome Lizzie. to the Bunny um, Cardigan Show. A, yeah. Welcome to that first yeah. shout out. First shout out. Uh, first of many. 
Now we get to the listener questions. Greatest worst team of all time season asks us. Now I'm asking this because I actually mentioned this earlier in a tweet. Do you see the Pistons moving up to the late first round with their second round picks this season? Of which I will remind everybody we do have three. Uh, would I be surprised if they did it? No. Would I expect them to? No. Do I expect them to make all three second round picks? No. Um, if I had to guess right now what happens, they pick one in the second round. Maybe they get a draft and stash guy with one of them, and then the other one they trade for a future one. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave you, trading to to move up to twenty eight to thirty or something like that. You have a strong barometer for this sort of stuff. Do you think the odds are that we'll move at least one of them versus having four rookies? Yes, next I season? think the uh, I would bet money that the Pistons do not make all four draft picks this uh, upcoming draft. For themselves. Gotcha. Can I ask, wouldn't the argument there just be to then, when you were making the, the Corey Joseph trade or the Derrick Rose trade, just make get a pick in a different year? Can I, I mean... Are you, hold on. You know what I'm asking? So, if I'm making the Derrick Rose trade, oh, or I'm yeah. making the Corey Joseph I trade, and I, and I know that I'm just stockpiling picks for this year knowing that I'm not going to keep them, why wouldn't I just trade for a 2022 pick? Because the instead? team might not want to give it up. Yeah, you kind of... Get what you I don't know. There might be a reason. That's dumb, yeah. but okay. Uh okay, that's a little bit silly. Uh from Nathan Brecht. I don't know. Um how many players on the current roster do you feel already are or have the potential to be starters on a future top four Eastern Conference team? Uh Jeremy, um Sadiq. With Sadiq, I it's it's there. I I don't I don't think he's there right now. I'm saying I but think the Sadiq could start very, on teams already in the top four and one of the yeah i'd give i'd put him on on philly i'd give i don't know if i'd start him matisse thibel yeah i mean yeah i mean wait okay you just said yeah you very clearly didn't hear what i said i said i give him to philly oh Mm -hmm. so you did hear me okay i should make sure that joke is some people no i i honestly i honestly believe that he could you could slot him in philly's uh rotation seamlessly i think there are a bunch of teams you could um him jeremy isaiah And which, by the way, no, nah, I don't want to spoil it. I'll leave, go ahead. Well, we'll just say this about Isaiah. Hit what did he finish with three three yeah. pointers tonight? I obviously wasn't three. able to watch the game. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and not yet, but could Hamadou. And of course, and of course, I Killian possibly could. Love, love. I'm James. I've never heard you speak this highly of anybody. I'm, you, what does anytime H- Hamadou talk, other than no, no, shooting, no, no, on, which he's on, been shooting well, what what doesn't he do? I that's what I'm saying. You don't say this about anybody else. I'm not saying this isn't a problem. This isn't a problem. I'm just saying you never like go out of your way to gas anybody. I'm not up gassing. Like this. I was asked a question. I didn't. We listen. You don't. Okay. What is right. what what does Hamadou do that's other than shooting that's below average? Are you putting him at an average passer? Yeah, I think he's an average passer with the potential to be. I think that's like an underrated part of his game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, no, that yeah, wasn't I think me. he's. I think I, he's. I, I think he's asking. an average passer, and I just think his shooting okay. needs work. But he's. If you look at his numbers in Detroit, he's shooting above forty percent. It's a small sample size, but the jump shot's improving. I just love that anytime he comes up, you will not say anything negative about him. I, I genuinely, he's, genuinely he's, enjoy it. Here, if you want me to say something negative, he's a good defender. He's not as great as people chalk him up to be. Mm. We'll just edit that out. We'll bleep that out. Um, Got to keep <laughs> the brand alive. Patrick O'Leary, can you guys discuss how different lottery picks will guide the direction of the Pistons? What does a Cade team give us that a Mobley team won't? What does a Cade Cunningham-led Pistons team give you that an Evan Mobley led Pistons team doesn't fun. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't screen record that and send it to me in a year when Cade's averaging 40 a game. I'm kidding. Um, I don't, that's, I think that's too loaded I of mean, a question to answer. The in Pistons five need as Dwayne hinted at, it was in post game uh, with the bulls. And one of his answers, he's like, loves the tenacity his team plays with. They thinks they're sound defensively. Now and will continue to be, he's like, but once we had finishing scoring and shooting, um, to our roster will be I think we'll be good to go and Cade has um all three of those so the not so subtle 
wink, wink, we want Well, it's Kate that, and it's like, him. well, it's also the wink, wink, we need offense. We need offensive players. So, yeah. like, it's it's yeah. kind of odd to hear a coach. Usually when you hear a coach say what we need, it's like defense. We need a, a wing. Like, he legit, like, he knows they need offense. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with him. Well, I think – so here's, I guess, the, the condensed version of how you could say it. If you end up with Cade, you still might lack a front court presence. Okay, if you end up with Mobley, you're maybe still going to be a little bit lacking. You're going to be lacking court, a lot right? in it's the just, backcourt, it, yeah. Right, it's just going to flip flop. So if you end up with a guy like Jalen Green, your perimeter play is going to look pretty strong all year, and uh, well, even at the rim, I think you're inside. Like basically, you got to score, right? Probably could use another one of those, and that's finally, um, excuse me, uh, a pure score that you're slotting next to Jeremy, which is one of the things that. Um, I think would take Jeremy's game to another level, right? Somebody that takes the attention away from him. I think we'd be well on our way with anybody in this top five, anybody in the top four, rather. Should I say the top, top three? No, I've been a little bit higher on Suggs yeah. this week. So yeah, let's I, go with top four <laughs> so just I, to be safe. But, yeah, they need scoring. They need we'll go, creation. They need playmaking. Uh, Killian does a good job of that, but they need another one. They need another score. To, they need somebody who does what Killian does and what Jeremy does mixed into one. But – at the Absolutely. age of 21 and has crazy upside. So I would say with Evan, defensively you might get even better. Offensively, maybe there's a world in which he's your Joel Embiid go-to guy. Obviously the frame, or I'm not talking about like size, but I'm just talking about physical skills and um, not physical skills and, and, phys- and physical gifts that you can't teach. Uh, but you still, they're still going to be lacking on the perimeter. Can and I throw this out there? Great. Can I? Yeah. Go ahead. Let me say something a little bit that concerns me about Evan Mobley, something I've never done, ever. I Listen, I am a big Nicholas Claxton guy. I thought you were going to say I'm a big Nicholas Hankel guy. Both are true. I'm, a, I'm not. I'm actually <laughs> not. I'm a big Claxton guy. People know this. I'm not expecting Claxton to be my guy the way that I'm expecting Mobley to be my guy. The way that they use their frames is different. The way that they play is fundamentally different. But when you get in the NBA – and I know that it's it's not like Evan's going to get to the league. You're, and I call you're worried like about Evan putting on weight. You don't. You wonder if he's just going to be too skinny. I'm worried about yeah. him not putting on weight is what I mean. And so that's something that obviously will happen. I'm not expecting like the Giannis glow up. Yeah, not every. You know? yeah, not everybody's. You would hope that he can, but not everybody's built like that. Mm. Rob Hendricks asks us, "What's the number one skill y'all think is the most important for each rookie to build heading into next season?" Killian, I think it would be his decisiveness. Not his decisiveness, his tentativeness, rather. Um, I would say well, actually, I would say his his indecision in the paint and his tentativeness to shoot the basketball. And his shooting, getting better as a shooter, yeah. Well, you just mean mechan- yeah, yeah, like yeah. statistically. And which he's been shooting yeah, I mean, really well, well the last two games, right. too. So. Like Dwayne said, what, two nights ago, a lot of that just comes with shooting the ball more, which is something that Killian yeah, doesn't do. Just I think feel, which will come with playing more and knowing when to pick your spots as he does, as he's been doing late in games the last few games. Like we're seeing a guy who's a lot less indecisive and a lot more um, comfortable in in hunting his shots in the second half of games, late in the second half. So it's been weird to see, but he's been scoring the ball really efficiently and well and often late in games lately. Uh, For Sadiq, it's – I wonder – this hasn't been really talked about and I might ask Dwayne soon. Um, of course, with Sadiq, it's finishing at the rim. And I wonder if some of his issue yeah. finishing at the rim, he's not an explosive athlete, but he's built like a tank. I wonder if they would want him to lose some weight. Not lose weight like he's overweight, Ooh. but like I wonder if him carrying that much muscle refrains him. I wonder if there's a, a another athletic level he could go to if he dropped a few pounds. Um, I'm curious. It might be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask Dwayne hmm. this week. Um, be- that's an, I can't give anything there because I yeah because really you want that's like what question. makes him a part of who he is like defensively too, just how yeah. solid he is. But I wonder if that is part of the reason he struggles to get lift. Like he just naturally might not be even if he drops pounds, might not just some guys just don't have great lift. Like I could just be who he is. But I'd be curious if that was something that they think could fix it. Um, Isaiah. It's continue. It's always hard to say certain things because, like, it's hard to improve as a rim protector in the summer. Um, I think he's. I wrote this. I think I wrote this, or I tweeted it. Isaiah has been a solid rim protector, no 
excuse me, no question. Uh, but he only has one charge this year, and I think a lot of it is because he's not a punk, and he doesn't want people. He doesn't want. To, he's not here to flop. He doesn't want guys to post him up and and bully him. Like so, he's not out there like taking charges. Like he's trying to man up with guys, and I think it hurts him to a detriment because there are certain guys he could probably try to bait into charges um, and position himself a little bit better too. So that's one. Obviously, yeah. creating after. He puts the ball on the floor. As we've He did well tonight yep. against the Bulls, but you want to see the evolution of that. And then Saban is his jump shot. For Isaiah, I was going to really dumb it down, and I was I was going to say when he puts the ball on the floor, give me. let's work on a nice step through if I'm Isaiah Stewart. Mm-hmm. Nice, some, some more post moves. You or missed honestly, it tonight. Vucevic closed down twice. He put the ball on the floor twice, put his shoulder into somebody, and finished from after, at the three-point. Well, not at the three-point line, but he was at the three-point line, head fake, two dribbles at the rim. Your uh, it is happening tweet. I I got a good as much as I've just this is what I'll take. I don't like to take credit for much. Beginning of the year, James tweets Isaiah Stewart's going to shoot threes. Just wait. Isaiah Stewart starts shooting threes and making threes. James writes a column. I want to know what happens when I when teams start guarding Isaiah, who's hitting open threes. Can he put the ball on the floor and score? Can he create for others? End of the season, Isaiah's putting the ball on the floor and scoring. I'm. I'm just I'm just saying this is the guy that well everybody wants to limit him every step of the way. I was one of those people early on when he got drafted. Let's just see this play out because it could be interesting. Yeah. He's a he's a hell of a player and a guy that when he when you don't think he can do something, the pick and roll, guarding defending guards on pick and like he does it. So I don't want to limit his yeah. ceiling. I think that kid has Uber potential. From Dr. Doom, hypothetically, if the Pistons fall in love with Evan Mobley and are able to draft him, what would that mean for Isaiah Stewart? Isaiah Stewart's stock is going to go through the roof. Isaiah That's plays at the mean. four. I think there. Are, I honestly think there are people excited about that. I think him and his people are, are excited at the possibility of that. Um, you mean Isaiah? Yeah, I don't and, think he would be camp. upset if they drafted Mobley and moved him to the four. I don't think so at all. I think everybody would be on board, and I think Isaiah's shown he can stretch the floor. I think Isaiah's shown he can guard more athletic uh, players. I don't. I think it takes some time to work, and to mas- you have to massage it, but I, I think with how Isaiah works and just kind of his skill set that they could find a way to make it work. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think if you are a rebuilding team and you have one center that can play five out, you are in good hands. If you have two of them, yeah. oh, yeah, it's interesting. you're going to be okay. And that – that's what Detroit that would be. Would have. That would be Even the new age world... Blake and Andre that they were ho- that Stan was hoping to. Well, we have two bigs. Teams are going to have yeah. to play play to us. I remember Stan yeah. saying that. Well, if that happens and Detroit lands Evan Mobley, you have two centers who can play today's game, and that's going to be interesting. Uh, two guys that could potentially yeah. stretch the floor. One for sure, and I think Evan has the possibility to do it with more time. I was watching the other night. I did it again, Mobley. And I don't, I, I look when I, people try to trap me and they try to bait me into saying that I want Mobley more than Cade or that teams should take Mobley number one. When I say that Evan Mobley is like the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Where do you think that puts Cade for me? I think very highly of Cade Cunningham. I just don't. I'm just not as vocal about it because that hive is your, there. That hive exists. Hyperbole. When I watch Evan Mobley play, I love you. here's the Are thing. You telling me Evan Mobley's I, better than LeBron, than Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. Whenever I say that, it's the stipulation is I'm I'm so sorry. I mean coming into the draft. Better than LeBron than Anthony and Anthony Davis. I was uh, oh gosh six. I was five when LeBron All came right. into the draft. I don't All remember right. that. I was having Star Wars birthday parties <laughs> when that was. You happening. were going to the roller rink. As far as Anthony Dave, as far, no, not the. We don't skate. We don't skate. We don't blade okay. in this house. Okay. No, uh, better than Anthony Davis. Yes. Um, wow. Now I'm off track. Now I don't remember. You, Mister Highlight, Mister Highlight mixtape, better than John Wall. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't know where I was going with it. I may say things that are hyperbolic and people won't agree with me, but what's important is that I always believe you what do. I'm saying. Even if you think it's insane, I'll which is okay, that. because I ride, say you ride for your point. 40, 40% of the time people end up being right and I'm wrong. 
probably more than that. But I always that's the difference between what you see on TV and I'm not saying give me a job on TV, but I always fullheartedly believe what I'm saying and I will loudly believe it even if I'm incorrect. So anyways, uh, Mobley and Isaiah on this team would be a dream and I would argue yeah, I'm not going to say not. that. It yeah. would be very good though. No. Um, this one comes from Detroit Wiseau. Who would you imagine is the next all-star player for the Detroit Pistons? Jeremy came close, but a lot of his argument was the shock factor in a new situation. I don't think a similar stat line next season gets him there, even with more wins. I agree. I disagree. And this is where the... This is where the... Well, considering we we value winning, that's why Julius Randle got into the All-Star game, because if the Knicks were in the Pistons position right now and Jeremy Grant... Or Jer, or you Jer, can do it. Jesus Christ. Julius... Julius Randle was having the season that he is. I don't think he would have been an all-star. If it flipped, Jeremy probably would have gotten in over him. So yeah, I, actually I think winning is – I don't know if I used Randle as the example, but, yeah, I think winning is – gets these guys – I mean, again, Bradley Beal last year led the league in scoring and wasn't an all-star. Or what? Or he wasn't all-NBA. Or was he not an all-star? No, yeah, I he wasn't think he was an all-star. All-star. So I think if Jeremy had the line that he did at the all-star break and the team was in the playoff hunt that Jeremy Grant gets in. Uh, but to answer your question, mm. uh, Jeremy Grant, because he's the one that I know is capable of putting up that stat line, and yeah. wins could come. Oh, gosh, here we go. Flickering. He looks like The Undertaker now with his eyes flickering back. So, Are you having brain aneurysms now? Yeah. Who gets cut if the Pistons <laughs> draft a guard or a wing? Cadrian, get green, et cetera. But if they, or if they draft a big man. So basically, who gets cut if we draft Cade? He said probably Corey Joseph or Servitas. Why does probably? Uh, why does anybody need to get cut? Well, not no one. No, no, yeah, Corey Joseph wouldn't get cut. Well, because it depends. If we are because we're under the assumption right now, if we're going into this draft and we draft four dudes, which we I guess we realize we've established in this same episode that that's not going to happen. Let's just assume that it does. Somebody's no. getting cut, and I think if anybody does, you could put the second round picks why? in the G League. Oh. I keep forgetting about the freaking Motor City yeah. Cruise. And Wayne, right. Wayne's, no one's getting Wayne's in expiring. There's your open spot for your first round pick. Sorry, Bob. We're moving on. James proved me wrong. Um, Derek Brooks asked a question uh, which starts with, would Nate accept? So I'm going to end it right there because my name's not Nate. So we're <laughs> just going to keep scrolling past that. Um, assuming we dra- let's just okay. I need to find a different. Let's not do draft. No, let's this move is literally anybody. I can't wait for the season to end just to write about the draft. I have mentally checked out. I can't do this season again. I can't do I this think again. You're I am because I, I can see you no, sitting right here. Amani Bates, man, best rookie I've seen since Noah's Ark. No, and he might be. But and he might be. I want to care. I want to be in. Uh, who's fighting for the plane right now? I want to be in Golden State situation. I want to be in Sacramento. Well, I don't want to be in Sacramento situation. Uh, Charlotte, Chicago. I want to be in a Charlotte. Thank you. I want to be in a situation next season where these games matter, and I know that they matter right now. I know that. Wow, we really we really need to be losing these games. I. It's really difficult for me to be locked in knowing my team is going to lose a basketball game. And you're going to say, but it's about the bigger picture. It's about the smaller victories, the pockets of fun that you see inside of these games. Two weeks into the season, I agree with you. Two months into the season, I agree with you. Pre-All-Star break, yes. Post-All-Star break and once the trade deadline rolls around, it starts to get to a point where it's like, we're just here to lose I know what these guys are at this point. The one realization that I had this season was, wow, Frank Jackson, not a scrub. The guy is actually one of the best bench scorers in basketball right now. For the last month, Frank Jackson is a top five bench scorer in basketball. Great revelation there. That's been really fun. Tyler Cook, wow, a lot of bounce. A guy that you actually might want on this team a little bit longer just to see kind of where he can go. If you want to talk about a guy who might get cut, I would look at maybe him. Maybe they just sign him into the G League. I don't care. Um, But my point is, Losing 60 games is fun one time, once. But if we and it's it's it is seemingly impossible for this team to be this bad next season. I agree season. with that, but I also I, disagree with like as I've said on here many times, as somebody who, whose job and has to be watch every single second of every single dribble of every single breath that these guys take for 5 months, I have been far more interested in this season than watching a hobbling team of 30-year-olds. It's, it's, it is. 
It, it, it's not the same. No, it's not because you just said it's a bunch of hobbling thirty-year-olds. But you're saying you'd rather the, watch that the, if they if they could sneak into the playoffs than these young guys. No, no. I'm saying I would rather watch all these young guys actually be good oh, yeah, and make us a, a formidable. But you're making opponent. it seem like so what you're I'm, saying I would rather have. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. You don't want them. You don't want them to be having to chase the number one pick next year. You want the whole. I agree. No, but you're also making. I want it these sound guys like to be. You would have more fun right now if you were watching the Reggie Blake team no. uh, try to make the no. playoffs on the last day of the regular season. God no, no. I'm saying I need this thing to be accelerated because I am just so. There's a reason I love watching Milwaukee. Because I can care about the sets that they're running. Do you know how freaking excited I was seeing a Spain pick and roll set for Killian Hayes? Yeah. It felt like there was actually something happening. I mean, there's been stuff happening all year. It's I know, it, but it, the intricacies of the game feel lost on a team that is this fundamentally bad. And it's good. Well, they're not actually that bad. If you, There's a point where I just kind of get disinterested no matter how fun these kids are. I get uh, that. I'm not mad at no you No matter what the, what the end vision is, it's tiresome. And I just can't deal with it for another year. If we win, I don't know, uh, 30 games next year, ah, we missed the playoffs. That's okay. At least I, I, I just want there to be some semblance of, like, we are on the so doorstep. So you're just saying you don't want to be playing the something. mathematics game at the end in regards to how many team, how, how much your team needs to lose to get a top three pick. I, I'm not mad at that. All I mean, that but I mean. but I would say all that I mean. If I were you, I would. If they end up getting unlucky odds and have to pick sixth, I would. Uh, I would encourage it for one well, more. Well, that's year. different. Yeah. Yes, that's different, and I agree with that. So I, you're right. I should add. That I desperately need this lottery to yeah. hit. Okay. The, because that will lay the foundation. I you desperately the need the three. best player that my team can get. Yeah, it's such a hot take. No, you're you're right. Sure. You're I the just, only I, one that wants that. But you, I hope people understand what I mean. It's fun. We'll look back on it. And you know what? A month out, I'll probably look back. Fondly about this. You're going to be on this podcast in three weeks. Be like, man, I wish I could watch some Killian Hayes right now. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I, 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 I know I'll always really have fun thinking about this, and especially obviously if it pans out, right? You hope it doesn't. So this was your year of thinking about the possibilities, and now you want to see the possibilities come to fruition. Yes, that's a beautiful way to put it. Um. Let's get back to some questions, ladies and gentlemen. James could do so. Sam Jane asks. James has been doing this since he started covering the Pistons, so <laughs> this means I get to start my summer vacation in May. Let's get it. You know, you got to come back first to and fifteenth, baby. You go. Let's assume it's a normal season. Let's assume everything goes back to normal. Do you go to yep. Vegas? Oh, how's that? What's that? What's what's Vegas, James? Let's 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 wait. Let's go back to some it's, questions. It's let's get crazy, back to some right. questions. I mean, we can people. answer real quick. Me and Rod stay at this hotel that's like ten minutes off the strip because they have a pool. Uh, they have Woo. their own pool. They have a like uh, not a restaurant, but like a they have many, many restaurants at this hotel. They have a casino in the hotel, and they have like a we go to practice and we write poolside at this. I don't is it Cabana? I don't know, but they have food and drinks right by the pool, yeah. and yeah, we just hang out there. We don't really do the strip thing too much i miss it though mm. sam jane those those vegas fits have got to go crazy they sam do. jane asks have you guys considered doing a live pod for the lottery that would be exciting not doable yeah, I have unfortunately to work. but yeah and i have to yeah. record so I, we will like, do one videos, right after so the lottery it would be fun yes like immediately <laughs> after um so sorry that would be really fun i agree uh, no, if you guys, i mean maybe no. if also, you guys if we did this podcast on a patreon and everybody and Everybody that listens to this paid five dollars a month, and this could be our full time jobs. Yeah, we'd be we'd be on different streams. It, the, it, our reactions would be delayed. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So we we couldn't do that. Um, I actually I haven't read this question yet. Okay, it's just really long, and there's a great word in here. A lot of these questions okay. I haven't read. 
why are we collectively dejected by the notion that we may land the seventh pick in the 2021 draft as if it's a crapshoot yet can't believe Killian isn't a generational talent despite selecting him wait for it seventh hold on I think he's saying why is everybody upset about picking seventh but they say Killian is a generational talent who was picked seventh I think he's making I think he's Mm. uh, making fun of people because it's 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 more of a of course that happens to Detroit. We've had fourteen lotteries. Detroit has. You know how many we've risen them in? We've risen in. James knows this. Most of you know this. Zero. We've never risen. So right now we hold the second best odds to land the number one pick in the draft, which means we can only fall to sixth. We have a no. You hold the first best sixth. odds to land the number one pick in the draft. I'm sorry. You're right. I just. I'm sorry. People yeah, know yeah. what you know what I mean though. Um, you have a 20% chance to go sixth. I think it's 25 to go fifth and then everything 14 for number one and so on and so forth. Statistically, you have the best odds to drop to five, but as low as you can go is six. So it just feels like something that would happen to Detroit. I love Killian. You guys, most of you love Killian. James loves Killian. He won't admit it on the air because he has to be impartial, but he loves Killian Hayes. I'm going to let you guys on a secret. James Edwards III likes Killian Hayes. (laughs) What? Um, you, you know who I like more? You know who I like a little bit more? I like Kate Cunningham. <laughs> I like Evan Mobley. I like Jalen Green. I don't want James Booknight. I don't. I don't. I. I like him. I like Keon Johnson. I like these guys. I think they're going to be good. They're not Cade Cunningham. That's what this comes down to. You can make that argument last year. It was a conversation. Kevin O'Connor will tell you he'd still rather have Killian Hayes over Lamelo Ball. I don't know if he would sell. still uh, sell that argument, but yeah. If anybody would, he was the one right? that thought if Killian anybody would. Won, it would number be number one. Yes. Exactly. So. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he used to sell cars. Maybe he's a good salesman there. So, uh, it, 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 last season, it's it's a you know it, it's it is what it is. So last season was a crapshoot. This is is black as black and white as it can possibly be. And last season was only a crapshoot so because my, they couldn't finish the season. I'm pretty confident that if that team, if they could have finished the 2019-20 season, uh, the Pistons pick in the top three, they were on pace to be the worst team in the league before the shutdown. They were one and nine in their last ten. With like twenty games left, fifteen games left. Yeah, we got screwed the most by that, one hundred percent. Scott Morrison, uh, we have answered this before, but we keep getting asked it, so let's just say it again, just in case. No, no disrespect to Scott, I just figured it is yes, commonly asked. Nick still. will braid Frank Jackson's hair. Next question. Would you twist mine? No, I don't want to braid. I look like Queen mm. Latifah. This isn't barbershop. <laughs> If the Pistons get the five or sixth pick, fifth or sixth pick, what is the most you're willing to give up to go up to get to one or two? We're not doing we can't do that. We do not have assets. To I'd be willing to give you, up Scott. anything a team wants. Uh, is there anything we that a team would that, want? Though. Probably not. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know how many teams probably that actually even have the assets to make a trade like that? Boston. Mm, maybe. Maybe. No, Are you telling don't. me, I guarantee you, if Detroit was picking one and Boston said, hey, we'll give you Jason Tatum if you give us the number one pick. Okay, stop. Nobody's doing that. Well, that's that. not what you They're said. You said that. the teams that have the assets to do that. There are teams that have the assets I'm not to do the one. That. Jason Tatum is not an asset. Yes, He's not he an is. Asset. He's an untouchable. Jason Tatum is literally never going to be traded a day in his life. That's that's not true. That could you could. I thought you were going to float Jalen Brown out there, and I was going to say, "Well, that's a good point." Brown. I think you. Can uh, there say was that. a case a month and a half ago that Brown was better than Tatum. I don't disagree with you, but I'd still argue he's more expendable. I don't. I, I'm just saying. Neither of them are. What are we talking about? Oklahoma City. We should be talking about Oklahoma City. Can you hear the dog? What barking? are we doing? That's the team. God, yeah, that's I not can. even so my the, dog. So people definitely can. Where is that dog at? Is it outside? Yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, want to know if we will see any contract extensions for Frank or Saban? Why would Saban Lee need a contract extension? Uh, Because he's two-way. Oh, because he's a two-way. You're right. I'm sorry. How many players are vaccinated? Do you know that? Uh, let me answer your first question. Uh, well, this is the, all, all right, the so same guy. All right, so what's the first he's question? multiple questions. Uh, we want to know if we will see any contract extensions for this Frank or Saban. This offseason, yes. There is no need to... Do either one uh, right now. And then what was the second one? Yeah. Um, how many players are I vaccinated? I don't know that. That's a fun question. The players would have to come out and tell us. They, that's like personal information. We, that's not just mm-hmm. like ask Dwayne, hey, how many guys are They can't 
know, people that's people might not want people to know if they are or aren't. You got a first round playoff matchup uh you're looking forward to the most from Bob. The Fisher. nerd me really hopes to see Nick's Hawks. I'm just ju- I'm I just think that that would just be kind of a grossly fun series. Um and yeah, I guess I mean does chaos. Lakers uh, Warriors play in count. We'll yeah, count the Lakers, plan. Warriors play in. Yeah. Steph's little uh, reaction to are you excited to potentially play he LeBron? That man He's on is, a different level right now, man. People keep that, disrespecting that is, my man's my birthday mate. Shout out to Steph, man. I hope he that, does it. I'm gonna be I'll have a I'll have a Golden State jersey on if that matchup happens. Mm. I need, yeah, be careful because people will deep dive you and take pictures from 2014 on your Instagram and tweet them as if it's to disparage you. That's definitely a thing that didn't happen to me. Um, you know, I'm here's why I'm tired of Steve Kerr. I saw Steph had 49 and 29 in 29 minutes. I was at work. I couldn't watch. I go, I already know Kerr took him out. Yeah. I already know he did. And then I saw, yeah, Warriors up 40. Stop. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Please, once. One time, please. It's always Clay Thompson. Wow, it's 60 points in three quarters. Steph Curry, 11 threes in three quarters. And then you already know their night's done. Let them sco- let them go I'm for usually, 70. I'm usually please. with you. Uh, but, Lord, if that Warriors team doesn't have Steph, that might be the worst team in bat. Preserve yeah. him right now. I I get this. This is not. This is the eighth time Steve Kerr has done something like this. No, he's done like it a this. lot. I agree. But he also does have to. He has to I agree preserve. right now. Yeah. Preserve his body. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that right now. Uh, For me... Brooklyn Boston is kind of fun. That would be fun, yeah. But I think Brooklyn would smash them. I like that. Uh, Bucks Heat would be round That's one. That's a smash as of oh, today. Not, Miami's not ready. That, that would be. That's not a smash. Respect to Miami, and they'll play hard. But the Bucks will win that. No, com- not comfortably. Re- not respect to Miami. Uh, Nuggets Mavs is a fun first round series. Kind of fun, kind of boring. Luka versus Jokic is fun. I just don't really enjoy watching that Mavs team play. I'm not gonna lie. What players or moments from Mark Schindler? Shout out to Mark Schindler. What players? Yeah. You know Mark. What players or moments? What players or moments made you both? Uh, I can't read What today players or, or moments got you so into sorry, basketball? ladies and gentlemen. I remember this question. Shout yes. out to Mark. It's a good I'm dude. Sorry, guys. Check out Mark's work. Follow Mark on Twitter. Yes. Great people. Yeah. Uh, big hip hop fan, too. He knows his stuff. Um, I've talked about it. I mean,. Well, I guess we're talking about early on. Um, Don't we've you've done your living? Yeah, thing. I've, I've done, done my, my Jason Williams thing, thing us... and that's. I mean, of course, Jordan. I mean, I was born in '92. Um, I had Jordan posters on my wall. My dad got me Jordans. Kid from yeah. Flint. Um, I mean, Michael Jordan. It's but like if we're talking about like when I, the birdie left his nest. And was a young boy and, like, who interested in him. And, like, it's Jason Williams and and Sean Livingston, like, white chocolate. Just see – just wanting to learn, like, who the hell is this this white dude yeah. that plays – like, they used to play, – plays with flavor that has a country accent that went to high school with Randy Moss and throws these crazy passes and who froze Gary Payton with a hezzy, like – who the hell is this guy? Sean Livingston, the six seven point guard with an afro, who they compared to me. like it. Yeah, those are the guys that like I'm like fascinated with this game and their style of play. And and Dan Marley's another random one for me. Steve Smith. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? So you're not going to answer. This one comes. Cross Cross well, lost off. I've. I've. might have been a hockey player. Who was who got? Who was your first ever favorite player? In no, basketball? Nick in badminton. Yes, basketball. I know we're both tired, brother. Settle <laughs> no. down. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm being an idiot, but in in basketball. <laughs> well, because you're talking about hockey players. No, I'm, talking about talking about basketball. About I'm asking you to answer Mark's Constantino question. Off or something. Uh well I've I've talked about it before Steph was really big for me yeah like in well I love Steph but I was Steph older was, when was Steph really, came out yeah well I was no I'm saying 11, I I'm with right? you like so, Steph is one of those guys no I know I like growing up you know I of course I loved Rip and I loved Ben and I but I was playing football then I was a football guy I was the I I I, I, I watched Michigan State basketball more than I yeah. watched the Pistons 
So at some point there was the switch where in high school I started caring about basketball more, and I don't exactly know when it was. I think it was um, when I think it was like 2012. I think is when I I started paying attention to the Warriors more than anything in the world. Um, and people who know me, I've talked about it on the show before, and um, the whole. Uh, year leading up to Steph's first MVP season, I was telling everybody at school, this guy from Golden State, he's going to win MVP. And everybody was like, whatever. And then he did. Pretty big moment for me. You want to know what day they won the NBA Finals? Steph's June first 16th. ring? June 16th. Yep. It was my birthday. Do you know how much that meant to me? That was yeah. really cool. As somebody who, like, that was the guy who I had been riding for so long. Like, that was really cool. Imagine when I found out and me then, and Steph honestly, had the same birthday. You know how many times I was telling people I was my twin? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's why we shoot um, the same. And then I remember where I was when I learned the KD news, and, like, it's wild. I um, it, it It's because of that that I stopped liking them. I didn't have a problem with what Kevin Durant did. I wasn't mad. It's just it stopped being a, a cool thing to you know for me to be like, yeah, I like the Warriors because everyone just assumes yeah. the worst, right? And, and so then it, it stopped being fun for me. It took the joy out of it, like uh, – 2016, I was that that finals when that happened. I was rooting for Golden State. I was mad when it happened. I was mad at that at at, at during that whole series. Um, and then 2017 was the first year that I was rooting for anybody but the Warriors. And then 2018, especially, I wanted LeBron to win uh, four games more than I've ever wanted anything in my life, and it, it didn't happen. So uh, definitely, Steph. Um, I remember anytime I would go to an open gym or anything like that, I was doing like off the dribble, like 35 footers. That's all. You're basketball. It's literally all that I would do. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. You didn't develop uh, your left hand from, because you were shooting 35 footers. I I still I'm grown and I can't I mean, finish with my left. Mark Jackson wasn't wrong. That's there's the uh, Mark Jackson didn't say that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he did. No, you're right. Um, from kneecap Nick. <laughs> Does Nick still think? Kind of a meta question here because he's talking about me. Uh, does Nick still think that Cleveland is ahead of Detroit in their rebuild or has Detroit closed the gap? I replied to him and said, did I say this? Cause I genuinely don't remember that. This guy must've printed out my tweet and I think put it on his fridge after because Cleveland he goes, started oh, well, early on when six. Cleveland, he goes, when Cleveland was like four and two and Sexland was taking over the NBA and people didn't realize that Andre is Andre touche, by the way. I think you said something like, quote, Cleveland appears to be where Detroit will be in a couple of years, unquote. First of all, if I didn't say that, that is a perfect le- replic- replication of something <laughs> yes. that I would say. Which makes me think you so, said it. I def- no, I definitely did. I was reading it just now, and like, I definitely did say that. So, yes, it just feels like a way just for me to tell everyone that I was wrong. Which actually goes perfectly into a, a question that we actually were asked by Doug Werner. Shout out to Doug. I Hope you're doing well, it. Doug. Massive shout out to Doug. I, if you listen, brother, that it made me really, really happy to see. People don't you, know um, who Doug is. Doug used to work social for the Pistons. Yeah, um, like genuinely, when he followed us, and I saw that, that made me really happy, man. So, hope you're doing well. Um, he actually asked us, "What's the worst hoops prediction you ever made? Player not panning out, team overperforming or underperforming, etc." I'm gonna go with the recency bias, just because this is a d- difficult and loaded question. Um, in terms of players, like we've talked on the show a little bit about players that we are wrong about coming mm-hmm. into the draft. Um, I'm going to say Cleveland winning like 45 games this you year. You said that? Was probably. No, I definitely thought <laughs> it, though. I never put it out anywhere. But I, I definitely. Once. Well, early on. When they were four when, and when two. Colin Sexton. It's an absolute travesty what they're doing to him. But. Uh, no, I believe that. I'll just say recently that I thought Cleveland was going to be nuts this year. I, w- I will say it had nothing to do with Andre Drummond. I, I, I put a lot of stock into what Isaac Okoro was doing uh, in the preseason. He hit that buzzer beater um, at the rim, and I really liked Windler. I, Dean Wade's been interesting, I guess. Not, I don't like Dean Wade. Shock. Um, he always... You always come around on Kevin Love and think, I think he's back. And then he does the, what we talked about a few episodes ago where he'll just get mad yeah. or something. And I, it's not a, and then I trade for Kevin Love, the player, anyway. I didn't, yeah. Nobody would. So the the sex on thing was, was really the biggest thing. Who knows? Maybe Jetty, Motown Noah All-Star. Maybe he'll he's have a leap terrible. here. But what's, what's – He might be ugh. the worst player in basketball this year. Like, it's bad. 91 in Detroit? I mean – Servetus is in buckets. I texted you. The guy 
drops eight. Busts out the Balenciagas. <laughs> went rent, went straight to Nojo kicks <laughs> after that game. Shout out Shout to, to Nojo. Nojo. Mine, I think I've said it on here. I once tweeted that Draymond was going to be a great player in Europe. That got, that was my first time on old takes exposed. And the second were First time? Yeah, that was my first time. That insinuates that there was I a probably, second I might have been on there more time. than once, but I just I don't that's the only one I remember. Um and it was I wasn't I'm I said it when I was in college and they pulled it up when I was work when I was in the pros. Yeah. Um and then I once tweeted Marshawn Brooks would be the next Kobe. That's right, I remember that. Shout out to Marshawn Brooks, who's the Kobe of China. Here's one I got aired out last year, I think, by freezing cold takes. I don't remember. Some big publication or something. Uh, when I tweeted before last season that Utah was going to finish with a better record and go f- deeper in the playoffs than the Lakers. I don't know if people remember, but the Lakers won the NBA Finals last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. You should have saved that one for a year. I got I got called. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm just pouring through some other questions. Uh, da, 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 da. James, what? Uh, how did you spend your mother's day today? Did you call your mother? I did. My mom is out of town for work she's in new york for a few weeks so um we called and talked and i was at i spent most of the day at my girlfriend's uh mother's house gotcha okay um i just remembered that there are a bunch of oh i forgot i i tried to set up a joke about are you guys hiring on the show and you were like what are you talking about that joke was gonna be stupid so never mind there were a lot of um Second round draft pick questions. Are you equipped to answer those yet? I'm I'm no, genuinely I'm asking because I'm, I'm not. Okay, sorry everybody who asked. We'll about get second there. Round give me a, give me uh, a Josh few weeks. Christopher. Is, is Josh Christopher? Is he supposed to slide? Give me Josh. I don't even like him. Actually. <laughs> you just like his name. Good. It's a that is a that is a ball player's name. Who's that guy? He's getting all these baseline looks. Oh, that's Christopher. What's the first name? Josh. Josh Christopher. That is a that is a basketball player's names. name. Everything he does looks slow to me. And it's obviously demonstratively faster than mine. Who's the... Stanford. Zaire Williams, right? Yeah. What the hell's going on? They just got KZ Akpala in a in a copy machine? What's going on there? <laughs> this, I, am I wrong? Is it not the same player? I'm looking at I'm watching. I'm watching this guy play. I'm like a long athletic wing who can yeah, shoot off very, the dribble and attack very the similar. basket. He might, be a, he might have... I haven't, He's a better shooter. Yeah, he might be a little bit uh he might go higher than KZ. Uh but I'm not sure. Well, KZ fell in the second round. Surely Zion Williams but I think, is gonna... Yeah, you would think. It well, KZ like early on was I'd say around this time was projected to go mid to late lottery or not yeah, not mid late lottery. I mean, sorry, in the middle of mid the draft. Late, yeah, mid to late yeah. first. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, "What is going on here?" Um and I texted you about it. Uh when you do a summer episode, Will you call it the Burger Buns and Swim Trunks show or the Brat Buns and Cardigan show? In parentheses, do y'all prefer burgers, dogs, or brats? And does James still wear a cardigan all summer? James doesn't wear a cardigan I now. actually wore a cardigan. Funny story. And I wore a cardigan to the arena for the first time today, mm. this season, because there's really just no need. Nobody's there, really. And so we were walking to go get pizza at halftime, me, Rod, and Omari. And uh, shout out to the gentleman that said hello to me. I'm not. Sh- I'm. I. It was really quick, and they were making jokes that somebody shouted me out because they noticed me because I was wearing a cardigan. Um, so if you're if that person listens to the show, I didn't get a chance to get your name. They were walking past as I was walking past. Um, shout out to you, and um, hope you listen to the show. Hollywood. It's <laughs> so not James. Hollywood. It was just a cardigan joke because I actually wore the cardigan today. Yeah, don't be fooled. He, we don't. He, James doesn't wear a cardigan. I have a bun for every single one of these shows, and James doesn't wear cardigans. He's. Yeah. I'm not mad at you right now. It's it's late. You're lounging. It's it's cool. Yeah, hey, I just took the cardigan off. I can. You want me to show you it? No, I don't care. All right. Um, and then, um, <laughs> what is the other? Are we a burgers, dogs, or brats burgers? Um. Yeah, not brats. I don't care. I'm a big. So I have a running list. Well, I actually don't have it anymore. Uh, I was ranking every bacon cheeseburger in the city. So I have a I have I know where my favorites are. Um, so I'm a big bacon cheeseburger guy. I also uh, people in Chicago. I don't like Chicago dogs. Poppy seed buns are great, but I don't. Chicago everything's overrated, man. Facts, including pizza, the city. hot dog. 
to people. The architecture's great. I love the architecture. It is. It's a nice city. I like the city, but the food and stuff's overrated. Mm. The people coming here, people visiting, I don't like that. <laughs> go, go stay in Iowa. Stay in Mar- or, uh, not Maryland. Yeah, stay actually, in the, stay, stay in there. Muskegon. Stay in Muskegon. Stay in Minnesota, wherever you're from. I promise it's not. That, just please get out of my way. The train is going to be here soon, and you're in my way. Please get out of my way. All right. Um, Let's do three more. You want to do three more questions? You got any questions for me while I pull this up? Sorry, I, I turned my phone off for some reason. Uh, no, I do not. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, if the Pistons draft third and pick Jalen Green, does Killian still start? James, can you elaborate? Well, you said we should talk about this this summer. Do you want to put a pin in this? Um, do I think Killian starts if they draft Jalen Green? Yes. What scenario does Killian Hayes not start? Is it only Cade? I mean, I don't know that I don't know if, that he doesn't start for a fact, but I don't think it's written in stone that he starts. Um, so, I think Cade is would would be a, a possibility. Yeah, maybe when you sign Kyle Lowry or something, or Josh Hart. Actually, there's an idea for you. You just don't like Hamadou. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, right. well, I'm not clearly not serious about the Kyle Lowry thing, but the Josh Hart thing. I haven't yeah. mentioned it in a few weeks, so obligatory bring Josh Hart. Here's a question. Oh, I got a question for you. They draft Evan Mobley or they sign Josh Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much for listening. Um, It has to be Evan Mobley because I want to win the finals. So that means – when you, I, I know you well enough that when you says it has to be that you're you're picking because you're on the spot on a podcast and you don't want to sound like an idiot. But inside Nick's brain, he would much rather have Josh Hart. You're good. No, I, well, okay. You, the ninety five, you were on the home stretch. And I'm you, sorry, you, not you, much rather. He'd rather you blew have a tire. Josh Hart. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Even, it's close though. I really have to. But I, but honest to God, the has to be thing. True. Um, my the analysis there was was very very Thank good. Thank you. I told you, I should, if in, in another life I'd be a psychologist. Well, you said you want to be a teacher too. I mean, I want to be a teacher, but I think I could be a good psychologist. Yeah, you are very good at it. We've talked a little bit off the air about stuff, and the way you read people is really interesting to me. Um, but anyways, no, I would rather have Mobley because I I want to win an NBA championship, and Evan Mobley helps you do that. So, Mister Blue Sky. If you could add two new teams to the league, A, what cities slash team names would you choose? And, and two, what player would you protect? So, Or what players would you protect? So really we're only picking one team. That's a Or one city, I mean, because we're both going to say Seattle. That's a good set of questions. So let's I don't get know if Seattle. I'm going to say Seattle because I've never been lying? to Seattle. On I know people. Day. I know people who have been to Seattle love it, and they said that the fans are crazy there. James has covered the league when there was no Seattle, so I can't I can't speak on that. I would you it love, seems like a logical. I love the right. Pacific Northwest. Um, mountainous, uh, wet, it's mountainous. I like. I love Portland. That's been well established. All right. So who would you? Let's see. Who would you? Who would you protect, Nick? You get to you protect get to one. Protect seven, right? I think he's just asking for one. Oh, just, well, he said players, but sure. Let's just oh. make it interesting. And let's just well, let's make it interesting. All right. Let's say one. Who wins champion? Wings. Sadiq Bay. Protected. Welcome to the team. You're staying in Detroit. Everyone else can go. Sadiq Bay is mine. Do I think anybody on the team could be as good of an offensive player as Jeremy Grant? Uh, not right now. No, not yet. But I'm saying down the line to where. If... I haven't seen anything from Sadiq that suggests that he could give someone a jab from 18 feet and fall away from the basket and that's knock a tough down. one i'll let you answer that so you pick Sadiq. all right what two cities uh vancouver is the other one for me vancouver would be one for me because i've heard it's beautiful and um if it's anything like in toronto which i love i'm all for it the vancouver grizzlies it's very yeah. isn't that isn't that a a uh what's the word i'm looking for Man, it is. This is. I'm. I'm fried. It's a. It's. A, it's this has been um, a tough show yeah. for us to do, guys. <laughs> Isn't this original? There we go. Isn't that original? The Vancouver Grizzlies. Um, that was the word you were trying to think of. Yeah, the whole it's time. been a long day, my friend. Um, and then the second city, St. Louis. Oh gosh. Great sports town. Cincinnati at that point. Great sports town. 
in the middle of America. It'd be a short flight. Wouldn't have to, it would be uh they got some ballers coming out of St. Louis. Let's well, go let's go St. Louis. That is a point that you just made. Yeah. And we let's... we've mentioned both of them in this show. We fought about Jason Tatum because you said something yeah. that I fundamentally disagree with. Brought up Bradley Beal. And we brought up Bradley Beal. And shout out to David Lee. And shout out to Larry Hughes. And shout out to Jason Smith, because why not? Shout out to Jason uh, Smith. We're not shouting out Jason Smith. <laughs> All right. Shout out Redacted. Sorry, Jason Smith. <laughs> hope, hope you don't listen to the show. Redacted. Um, A lot of these are just draft questions. I don't want to keep asking. I also want to throw out Derek. You're probably listening to this, the one who called me Nate earlier. Later in his same tweet, he says, this is probably worded poorly, but I'm out with my wife and semi-drunk on Mother's Day. So that's why I was called Nate. Sorry, your question didn't get read on the show. So now, uh, before we wrap up, somebody did ask for my top five favorite 21 Pilot songs. So that'll be my music thing. Um, but do you, should I tell the story? Is it? Do you think it's a story I should tell on the air? Uh, what are you talking about? The one I told you before, before my train rides today. Story time with yeah, Nick today? Yeah, do a two-minute version. I get on the train to go to work today, and a guy sitting two feet away from me um, pulls something out of his pocket. And out of the corner of my eye, I go, that's not what I think it is. And uh, I, like, really quickly glance. Yep, it's a crack pipe. And I was like, all right, cool. So for 20 minutes, dude is just next to me. <laughs> And I'm like, okie dokie. And I'm terrified because I have to go to work. I'm like, am I going to be cracked out of my mind when I get into work? Like, it's in the, like, the entire car is just, so I'm like, whatever, man. Then I, I get uh, to work and on my way home, um, which, by the way, that just happens. It's not the first time, but it's never been that close to me. Like, I, like I sometimes I just see it from across the train. I'm like, whatever. And I was really like, whatever about it. But I was like, okay. Um, on the way home. Uh, I'm exhausted. So this was like just an hour and a half ago at this point. Uh, guy, similar distance away from me, just pulls out a joint and he starts, he lights it. And I'm like, okay, it's annoying, but I, I really don't care. As soon as we get to the next stop, uh, the guy sitting in front of us was like yapping at the guy, like put it out. Don't smoke on a train. And he gets up and he literally looks out the, the, the open door and, like, shouts down to the conductor. He's like, there's a guy smoking on the train. And uh, while that guy's doing that, the guy with the joint stands up and he lifts his shirt and starts talking back to the dude. Now, when I say he lifts Why his shirt. Why did he lift his shirt, Nick? I'm thinking most people will understand what he was um, displaying that he has in his possession. The guy was flashing iron on the train, and I was like, "Flint, we call that we call that that motion the what's up." Gotcha. Yeah, that's what it was. Was it Lil Mookie? Did he teach you that? (laughs) Shout out to Mook. Uh, and I'm like right in between both of them, so I'm like, if this dude puts a hand on it, I'm I have to make some decisions. Well, I think (laughs) when you all right, hold on, let's pump the brakes because this could be a pause moment if you don't clarify what. You, you haven't Everybody specifically knows what I'm talking about. I don't think they do. Not everybody knows what you're talking about. If dude. I say he's if, flashing he, iron and people don't know that I'm talking about the fact oh, that this did you say very, iron? I didn't yes. know you said iron. I thought you said he, yeah. I thought you just said he pulled up his shirt. Okay. No, this dude very he had a gun, and I'm like, if this dude puts his hand on it, I have a decision to make. I'm I'm finally a little bit scared. <laughs> like okay, uh, finally he just like grabs his stuff and leaves. Uh, that was my day. That was my day today. That's the that's the life in the windy city, ladies so and gentlemen. So Nick was close to going into his job smelling like Tyrone Biggums, and then <laughs> close to coming home with a bullet wound in his shoulder. Yeah, I, the guy on the train with the crack. I should have been like, I have a peanut butter sandwich, uh, peanut butter and crack sandwich. That's what he. That's what he eats, right? <laughs> yeah, Tyrone Biggums. That's what with, he eats. With, yeah, and he gulps it down with the Red Balls. <laughs> Shout out to Tyrone Biggums. Shout out to Chappelle. Oh Show. man. Shout out to Alrighty. Chappelle. Um, as that's far as my music that's goes, my music pick for this week. Chappelle show. Go watch all the Chappelle shows if you're under the age of 25 and haven't watched them. How many times have you seen that show all oh, the way through? Oh my gosh, that's got to be at least 15 for me. Millions. 
Like, I've seen individual episodes dozens of times. I have like, them on DVD, so, like... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, oh, millions. so when those were... Before those were even on streaming, like Netflix and all that, you yeah, were fine. Yeah, we... You were good. Bro, in college, come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Um, I'll just say, top five favorite songs. I, you'll have to DM me, brother. I don't have the mental capacity for it right now. My number one favorite all time, because when I think of 21 Pilots and what they mean to me, I think of my top five favorites off of emotional attachment and what they've done to me. Um, in that way not just like man this is a jam so f- because of that like attic with a pen is always going to be my number one favorite that song has always been like I, I i can't just listen to it at any given moment because i'll have like a mental breakdown but uh that's number one um other than that you'll just dm me brother if you're listening to this shoot me a dm and we can talk about it because i'm so james and i are this is this has been difficult um do we forget anything no, thank you to everybody who sent in questions. Um, make sure you check out my piece on Seiku. And don't forget, I'm doing a Reddit AMA on Tuesday at noon. I forgot about my outro. Hmm, you don't know what it is. The people don't know what it is. Shouldn't have said anything about it. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. We will catch you guys in the next one. I am the president, I am the revenant, everyone's talking like this for the hell.